If you've got a desire to build a brand and a profile that might go beyond your business, give you opportunities to help you get on podcasts or speak at conferences, you may need a media kit. You'll also need one if you're looking for PR opportunities or times to be in the media for some hopefully good reason. A media kit is a PDF document plus some existing collateral that you can have ready when you need it if someone needs information about you. It can be a great thing to send to someone or get um, to use as a part of a pitch or just to have materials when people need extra stuff all about you. Right, so we're going to do a media kit today and I'm going to walk you through what I did to create mine, how I'm currently using it and how you might be able to use it. My name is Rachel Claver, and I'm your host of Map It Marketing. I am a big believer in business owners growing personal brands that help them be identified for the best stuff that they do. And so a media kit is all part of that. Now, if you are a small business owner, particularly a service-based business owner, and you know that as part of your growing of your personal brand, you need to get a handle on your content strategy, I also want to help you. Before we jump into this podcast, do go and do a quick search on Eventbrite under Identify Marketing and come along to one of my free three-hour in-person workshops around New Zealand or the occasional online one to come and work with me on how to improve your content strategy all for free. I'd love to meet you too. Just remember, I can feel a little bit weird if you come up and tell me you listen to the podcast. I get a bit shy, but I love it. So come and do it so at least I know that that's where you've come from. And otherwise, let's get media kidding, hey? Let's work through what you need and how you're going to create one for your small business and you. Welcome. This is Mabbit Marketing and I am your host, Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. Welcome to the Mappet Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Claver, and let me just tell you, it's been a mission to record this episode today. I have something wrong with my speakers on my laptop, and even though I'm recording everything and my all my recording equipment is working, it's not playing ball. So at the moment, I'm recording this on my phone with a couple of things hooked up to my headphones and to my microphone. So we'll see how it goes and hopefully we'll get a podcast out of this. This is my commitment to you guys. I am so desperate to get this information out to you about how to build a media kit. Now, for those of you that have never thought about having one, let's just talk a little bit about why I'm talking about media kits. The reality is some of you may never need one. But for those of you that know that you want to build a brand where you're going to use podcasts, you might want to have a bit of media, you want to be building something so that people might even have you speak at a conference or an event, having a media kit on hand can make all of that really, really easy. We're going to delve into the world of personal branding for small business owners and explore a really powerful promotional tool, which is the media kit. So that's what we're doing today. And I have one. I love using one, but it was only this year that I got one. It has made a difference. It has actually helped me get into some conference speaking where people have inquired and they've been able to take my media kit and take it and pitch it to a committee, for example. So it has been really beneficial. 
Essentially, what a media kit is, is it's just three to four pages that talk about who you are, your background, your experience, the topics that you want to talk about, and then it also includes your personal reach and your personal levels of brand. Now, mine is not the most amazing one. It's got some areas that are pretty good and might be better than yours, but it's also got areas that are a lot smaller than other people. We don't want to fake anything, but you definitely want to show the best side of us. It might also include testimonials and things that are going to help give social proof to what we do and places that we've been published before or been speaking at before so people can see what our past experience is. The first part of creating that media kit is really to think about what we need to have in it. So we're going to go through that and then we're going to talk about how you'd use it. So my media kit has a cover page and that has my personal logo on it. It also has a photo of me on that front page and then a little quote of something that I would say or a personality thing that I'd say or it may have a testimonial about you on there as well with your name on it and then what you do or your expertise on the bottom so it might be that you say you're a content marketing coach like me um, then in the next page I would add another photo photos are very important we're going to get back to photos later um, and then I would have some bullet pointed things bullet points are really important I know some of you like paragraphs but this is for scanning and also getting the most important quality no waffle on this media kit so in those bullet points, I would put what was specific about me that's going to make people want to um, follow me, want to, some of my core things, the things that make me different, the things that make me stand out. So for example, I might have my experience on there. I might have that I'm a podcaster. I might have areas about who um, kind of my background and my experience around different things that are going to be more interesting to them. Um, I'm also going to be putting on anything there that kind of makes me different and stand out. So, for example, on my one, let me just pull it up here. Um, I've got on there that I'm a highly practical problem solver for small to medium enterprise marketing. I've got on there my experiences, the fact that I'm an author, a columnist and a content writer. And then I add a little thing that's more personal in there that says lover of using humor and my weird to make learning interesting to kind of give people a hint of my personality. Then I have a title that really sums out who I am and what I do. So mine says speaker, coach, strategist, teacher, content marketing coach, SMEs. Yours might have something completely different. And then I've got a bio. This is a bio that they can copy and paste. Now, I also recommend having this in a soft copy version that they can literally just lift up and copy and paste for an event. So they're not having to do a weird thing of just typing it out from a PDF. So you'd have a folder that has this bio in there. I like to have a couple of bios. I like to tailor my bio to the event, but it's good to have just a basic one there if you're in a rush or you're going through and working stuff. So I have one in there. So I've got a little bit about my background, about how I started as a teacher. I've also talked about some of the background I had around working with ECE and a bit of my TV background. And then I've got some information in there about the breadth of what I have worked in. I've then also talked about what I do and what my core belief is. So that's in maybe four short or four or five short paragraphs, just a small bio. We don't want pages, but really just gives a breakdown of who you are, why they should choose you and your breadth of experience. They can kind of see whether you'd fit in a particular market or not. Next to that, I've got a little box called social reach. Now, my social reach, again, as I say, isn't like amazing. I have, you know, 1,600, I think, of followers on 
um, Instagram, you know, I'm not like an Instagram influencer by any shape or form, but it's got on there. My personal ones, I've put my, my LinkedIn because it's my biggest. So I've got 7.8K there. Um, it's actually probably gone up. I need to update this. Um, I've got my TikTok, which I also need to update because it's more now. And then I've got 6K over Facebook pages and group. And then I've got my podcast information, which is 280 to 400 downloads a week, depending on it. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to sneeze. I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Apologies. Okay, told you this was going to be a rough one with me doing it on the phone. Then at the bottom of that page, I you would put what areas you can ask someone to talk to you or um, talk about. So um, I really struggled with this. I wanted to put lots and lots and lots of ideas. And I have really refined this over the period of what I'm going to do. And the key for me was to find the things that are the things that I would say over and over again that come up as my core themes and ideas. So they can be things that are around your speciality, but you can also have a couple of left field things in there. So for example, I've got ADHD working and learning because I've got ADHD. I've also got um, things around confidence and showing up because it's a huge part of what I do, uh, but it's not just around that kind of storytelling and content marketing. I've also added some industry or platform-specific things around LinkedIn and TikTok in case people want those things. So I've given them ideas of what they can ask me to talk on, not things that only things I would talk but would help. Now, the next page is kind of like your social proof, and it will vary from what you would do. So I've got on mine um, my Mapit Marketing podcast. It will also have on it my new podcast when that comes out in August that will also go on there, which is called Confident Content. You heard it on here first. It's coming out in August. Um, I have a little bit of information about my podcast on there. I'm a stuff columnist, so I have information on there about that as well. So I have some information there and the readership of the estimated monthly readership. And then I have a little bit about my book. Now, you don't have to have those things. In fact, you could miss this page out completely. But if you do have a podcast or you have regular media or you have something that is like maybe like a YouTube channel or anything or a book that you've written that just kind of gives that social expert proof of this is what I've done, this is who I am, it's really useful to have that. If you don't have much, just stretch it out across that page. Then I have the next page is a page that you put your demographics of your current audience so that it shows, okay, that's who she's relating to. So is that going to match the people that we're going to have at our event or that might read our publication? And then you can have photos of yourself and how you're working with people and then have a whole lot of quotes or feedback from places of people who've gone. So I've got my demographics, which, by the way, is 80% female, 20% male. Um, I've got a little bit of information there too about where they are geographically, how old they tend to be and what type of businesses they tend to own. So I've got that information in there too because it really gives people a good idea about how you're going to respond to their audience. Then I have a few little photos of me during different things like running a webinar, running a small event and speaking. Um, that one happens to be me in a road goon costume. Um, and then I've got three, um, three testimonials. So you can put your testimonials. You can put more than three testimonials if you want. Um, I just, because I have those other pages, I had these on there as well. And then after that, 
I have um, where I've also been featured in the past. So I've got my staff column on there, but I've also put other podcasts, um, other places that have been put, and that can really also help build that area of, oh, this person's already been in those places, they've already been on the project or news talks, I've got those ones on there, plus these other places, and that's going to be useful for going, okay, if these people, I recognise those names, if they thought she was good enough, then I'm going to use her. Obviously, as you start, you won't have those, but it's really good just to show off a bit and put those in there. Now, when we've got that media kit, I want you to put it in a folder. I made mine on Canva. Um, I downloaded it. I have PDFs of it. I do update it um, every few months. As you can see, I've told you that I need to, to, to do that again. And then what I would do is I have that in a folder with a couple of print-ready uh, photos that I would use. They would be like landscaped photos and portrait, but landscape are really good for media. Uh, make sure that they're good print quality photos. I need to do some more. I've got that booked up coming up in August. Um, so I would do that. I would have those bio options and soft copy so I can just copy and paste it or give it to them so they can copy and paste it in a doc. I would have the media kit as a PDF. Um, and then I might have other things in there too. So there might be like um, a sample video of me speaking or things like that as I build up and I work or maybe a little excerpt of me being in a podcast or links of podcasts if they want to listen to them, which I don't think many people would. But you can basically make like a little media kit folder and add those in. When we've got all those things in there and we make sure that we've articulated through it our values, so make sure that your values are really clear through it. Make sure that those things that you really can speak to with confidence that set you apart are the things you've talked about. And then make sure that your visuals on the media kit or kit all follow your branding, your look and feel, that your photos also show that, your um, your colours and everything identify with your brand identity is really key. And then make sure that you've got that demographic information on there, including the testimonials, success stories, and you might even put a case study on there if you want, just to show value to people who might want to use you in a, in a material, give you a bit of background, um, have you on a podcast or have you speaking at a conference. Um, it is a really good thing. I have won places on podcasts and I have, have won places um, speaking gigs with conferences this year by having a media kit and sending it to them, pitching myself to them and then saying, hey, there's the areas doing obviously a custom build thing, but they're having that as a print. It has worked. And then having the follow-up information has also been really useful as well. I, when you've finished your media kit, you can obviously email it and use it for pitching. If someone asks you to speak, you can send them your media kit. I also have it on my Instagram story, so I have it as something that people can um, look at on there. I have it as a downloadable link in my bio. I have it as a downloadable link on my rachelclava.com site. Um, and so I've got that. And you're very welcome to go and grab it, by the way, if you'd like to use it as a template or as an idea, you can do that. But it really helps build that profile and build trust with your ideal audience. Um, the other thing that's really important is to make sure you've got clear contact information in it. So it's got a contact email. Uh, the best way for you to get be held, get hold of is really important to have in there. It's to make sure that people have got a cool um, understanding of how just to get a hold of you if they want to book you for anything. Um, I also would make sure that you've got those. If you are someone who's speaking a lot, you can obviously put load up images on a page on your website and have those linked there with your media kit and other materials. So you can just send a link to that and it's got everything for people 
who need it. That could be a hidden page that you've only got a link to and that can be another way of doing it because then you can have all the downloadable files and things like that on there. This has been quite a short podcast, partly because of my technical issues today, but I hope this has helped you think about do you need to have a media kit and if you do, what would go in it? Again, you can go and find mine on rachelclaver.com, download my media kit and use it as a template or um, just start from scratch and I would love to know if you're going to use one. Come along and be part of our Mappet Marketing group. I'll pop actually in there when this comes out, I'll pop into the Mappet Marketing Facebook group a Canva template that you can use to create your own one if you'd like it. It'll be in there so you can come along. It'll be in there and you can download, download that and have a go yourself. Otherwise, catch you next week with a special guest that's going to help us with our marketing. So what's the verdict? Are you going to create your own media kit? Are you going to give it a go and maybe get some things together? Or are you even just if you get some photos ready to send to people in a high definition that make you look good, that are, are horizontal instead of vertical and people can use in your media, plus some ideas around what you do and your reach and who you could talk to and maybe have a few ideas of topics that you want to be known for. That is a great start. Right, for those of you that are media kidding, Good luck getting that together. For everyone else, come and join us next week. And remember, go check out Eventbrite, search for Identify Marketing, and come along to one of my free content marketing workshops around New Zealand or online. I'd love to see you and work with you. It's for free. So come along. Come on. I want to see you there. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you love this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.